Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, um, whenever you are listening to this podcast. Welcome back to People and Penny. Um, my name is Noma and I'm your host for this season. On today's um, episode of the podcast, I have with me uh, an entrepreneur in her own lane, doing her own thing, working her own magic. So I'm just going to allow um, Remy introduce herself and her business. Hello everyone. As she said, <laughs> good, <laughs> good all the seasons. <laughs> so my name is Oluremi Martins, and I'm the founder of Natural Girl Wigs. Natural Girl Wigs is an extension brand that provides textured extension for Black women. So we are focused more on natural textures, textures that are similar to Black hair types, and yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, okay, so like, um, how old is Natural Girl Weeks now? Natural Girl Weeks is now four years old, which is so interesting to say because just yesterday we like, we're like one or two years old, but now we're four years into the business. Um, okay, okay, that's really cool. So, um, right, the thing is, right now, sort of, we have like so many hair businesses than we did like four or five years ago, but like as early as that time when you decided to start like Natural Girl Weeks, why did you decide to go for like, what textured hair that looks like the black men's hair right when everybody was deciding to do oh brazilian and you know there was all this wave about bone streets and all of that so why did you really decide to go that route with natural girl wigs yeah so i mean first of all like even four years ago the hair business was saturated i feel like hair business is always saturated before we even got into like the old extension like thing there's always a salon somewhere down the street so, but for me, Natural Girl was a personal journey. It was something that I wanted and needed for myself. So like, I've always been sort of like political about my hair. My hair has always been a statement. I was that girl in secondary school who tried to write her name with her hair. Like yeah. I've always liked hair. And I sort of like add a challenge, my, natu- my own personal natural hair journey. And it's like, most times, the reason why I always like backslided into maybe putting texturizer or relaxer into my hair is because I was bored of the protective styles that I had to do. And it was like, why do I have a natural hair? And most times when I want to do something to my hair, I'm still going to fix like a Brazilian extension. Yeah. I'm just doing something like I would, you know, pretty much prefer to have extensions that looked like my hair. So I started searching online and at that time I was working as head of digital marketing at a boutique agency, a digital boutique agency in Lagos here. So I was just looking online for like the kind of things I would want to put on my hair. And then I found some companies doing it in like the US yeah. and they were mostly like Chinese companies. So that was one of the things that inspired me to, you know, I think people would like this. I mean, previously, before then, I wanted to do like air extension business, but again, not the Brazilian air. It was more more like braiding air, mm-hmm. but that, that didn't work out well. So when I saw that it was inspiration for me to like start a community around black hair textures, and that was what developed into Natural Girl Weeks. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So Natural Girl Weeks started from a community. Yes, we started from a page called Brown Girl Nigeria. Mm, that's interesting so in the early days of the community what were you testing for to see how maybe they would receive like um the idea of wigs like what were you aiming to achieve with the community at first and you know how we just grew into natural growing so to be honest i feel like with the community it was an idea that i just had and i just executed immediately yeah. like oh let me just have a community and it was mostly posting black hair black makeup ideas, yeah. black beauty, black fashion. I was posting all sorts of things as long as 
connect to like black people what black fashion and black beauty was so yeah but then i i noticed that every time i posted like textured extensions because it was a nigerian page and it was a page online i would constantly get people saying oh do you have this air are you selling this air where can i get this air and it sort of like echoed my thoughts which is that there are people out there who want something similar than like what i was looking yeah. for which is textured extensions and that was when I decided that, you know what, I'm going to try to launch this leveraging of this page. Yeah. Okay, that's really amazing. So um, when you decided that, okay, I'm going to start this thing, like, um, how did you go about the process of raising capital? Because obviously, people don't really treat businesses the way they do like tech companies nowadays. You could just say you want to walk into an investment bank and say you guys come and invest in my idea or something. Yeah. So how was it trying to like raise capital? How was support yeah. in I, I actually experience? never thought to like raise capital in the context that you're yeah. saying it. For me, it was more like I was working, I had some money saved. I actually saved like $1,000. Like not, I think I also got money from like my, my fiancé or my boyfriend who's like now my husband but I like $1,000 but the interesting thing is I actually didn't use any of the money wow. because I had that money saved and I kept sitting on it and that's why I always tell people that money is not really the problem most times when you're starting like mm -hmm. it's maybe later on that money becomes like a huge factor but like I was sitting on that money and I, I was just scared to start I was scared mm -hmm. to launch the business because I was like what if it fails? What if we lose all the money? What if we? So I didn't like, you know, launch off the money I saved. But then I was having a conversation with my friend who has like an e-commerce business yeah. as well. And he was telling me that, why don't you launch? Like if you launch, if you waste your money, you're working, like you have money, like you're going to make the money back. Like, yeah. And also you learn that maybe if you even get this idea or something like that. So that day I was like, you know what, I'm going to start. So I worked with my hairstylist, like my own hairstylist at the time, and we created like Afro wigs, like off Afro hair that we could get in Lagos. Mm -hmm. And then I called my friend that, oh, I'm coming to your house. You take some pictures with me with some wigs mm -hmm. and I'm trying to see if I can sell the wigs. So that's how I started. I posted mm -hmm. pictures that I took with my friend and myself and we got pre-orders. So we started from like pre-orders. People just say, look, I wanted this. Yeah. And you know, it would take like two days for us to process the wig. So we started off selling just from that and we didn't spend any money. That's really amazing. So um, just mostly, so the issue for you was never just not having the money to start. It was more about conquering the fear of just really yes, launching into Yes, yes, yes. It was more like, what, what if this fails? <laughs> well, it isn't failing. And that's like really amazing. Yeah. So um, usually, right, be the state of things right now in the country, but then from what you've obviously said natural girl weeks is it's not just a business to you it's actually quite personal and i just really wanted to know um how important it was to you to choose between like okay okay let me better phrase it this way um how important was it for you to just make profit from the business at first when you were pushing like the MVP, right, which is those um, Afro weeks that came out first. So um, profits for the business. Um, how did you just when it became bigger? Yeah, basically, when it became bigger, how did you handle trying to say, OK, we need to be able to make up for this. How are we going to make more sales? Um, because obviously the community is there, but definitely Natural Girl Weeks has grown a lot from then. So what would you say has been like one of the biggest growth tools that you've leveraged on in the community to drive like sales and profits? 
Yeah, so as I said, at the time when I started Natural Girl Weeks, I was yeah. working and I was working in the digital agency as head of digital marketing. So I had experience with marketing and yeah. I would say like that's the number one thing that has really like helped me and the business now in terms of like reaching people. Yeah. I leverage marketing a lot and that's one thing that has helped us to sort of like stand out and be able to like consistent. Like Natural Girl Weeks has been profitable from the beginning since yeah. like we started selling, like it was always clear that oh this is what we are, our cost is this is what our profit is this is the um you know this is the ratio we are using for marketing and for mm-hmm. branding so like that has always been clear in terms of scale i would say also having like a product market fit because even till today people like literally see natural goods and say i would never buy that right mm-hmm. but for me it's like knowing who my customers are and knowing the people that i'm targeting and like just facing off from other people that are not mm-hmm. my business right i'm just facing you know the people that we are concerned about and then finding the best ways to reach them and you know scale the distribution so i would say my marketing skills and also knowing who my customers are yeah. has been like a very important aspect of us growing okay um so um basically i just wanted to ask like what would you say has been like one of the craziest decisions you've made running natural gateways and did it pay off or not um, right now, I mean, as a business, like you're always doing something crazy. <laughs> right now, say it's producing here, like actually manufacturing air. It's something that we started testing out and like, I like experimenting a lot. So like, okay, we could do this. We could create our own textures. We could get things more defined here and things like that. And everybody knows if you're trying to produce or do anything in Nigeria, it's like a headache. Mm-hmm. And also like managing people because like this isn't like an existing industry here. Or even though it exists here that you know Chinese people come here to establish factories, yeah. it's not something that Nigerians are really exposed to. So it's been a lot of trial and error, and also just you know very hard getting people to buy into the vision of what you're doing. So I would say that's like the biggest risk. I mean, I'm still discovering how it's paying off, but I would say it's paying off in terms of I want us to position ourselves as actual manufacturers and maybe even change the dynamics of what the business is also you know it, it has gotten us a lot of people who are now you know producing their own air with us in terms of like yeah. now we have co- companies that we are widely living for in the us and in the uk and in france as well so yeah i think that's a risk that is paying off but i mean there's still the time is still out there to see how it eventually works out mm-hmm. okay oh, that's great um if natural girl exists for so um Definitely, what has been like your biggest challenge, like just growing the business? Because you know that this is Nigeria. If it's not your delivery man that's trying to stress your life today, maybe it's just something somewhere. There's no light to do this or something. So, what has been the biggest challenge, and how have you navigated it? Um, I I would say that managing people and leadership as well. All the while that I've worked in like companies and worked, you know, with startups or agencies and all of that, I've always prided myself as someone that executes well, right? But the leadership aspect of things where you have to sort of like think ahead of people and manage people, people are different and manage their emotions better, manage their expectations, manage all of these things to make sense for your business 
has been very challenging and just you know being a better leader i've learned along the way that every outcome that your business gets is is on you for good or for bad yeah. so as a leader you don't get to blame anybody you don't get to, so it's because you didn't do this post when it's because you didn't, it's on you is that like you overestimated what you thought that person could do or you underestimated their capabilities so just being a better leader has been challenging and taking responsibility for things you know that that has been challenging and i think it's something that i'm eventually i'm now leaning into and like understanding better so i would say people's management leadership has been like my own greatest challenge with nigeria i feel like growing up in nigeria and doing all that means like i already like expect things not to go well and you know have plan b and c and d and all that i mean logistics is also an issue but to some extent i would say that that is not really a problem anymore the only major challenge is how expensive it is and you know incorporating all of that cost into your business cost yeah. but I, I would still say it's leadership and management yeah so when you were first hiring like what was really important to you when you decided that okay the business is growing the team needs to grow yeah i mean we started so, hiring for like the first six months because we grew fast in the yeah. beginning so and I think the first person I had was like the customer service person because yeah. you need someone to like answer people because I mean while, while I was working I was answering DMs myself mm-hmm. and still at my business so I actually had to leave the company yeah. when I realized that okay this is something that is going to grow but I had a customer service person who was answering DMs and also taking orders that kind of thing um for me I think the most important thing was hiring a good person I don't know that's just always been something embedded in my head like even till now it's important for me that someone is a good person and that they, they are a consistent person because i feel like skills someone can have good skills and not even apply them for your business like yes. that happens a lot where you're hiring someone because of how talented they are and how you know good they had their job but then when you employ them they're not executing so for me at that time it was important for the person to be a good person because this person is literally having access to all my business yeah, sending customers account details and things like that so i wanted someone that i could trust at least to an extent and that was how i found messi who was like my first hire yeah. and she's been she's still with us by the way and she's been like very good since then she's transformed like into other roles in the business mm-hmm. and now she's like our business manager so for me at that point it was hiring a good person now what i look out for is someone that can actually execute and do the work over song who has like all these skills and yeah yeah okay so um what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far in these four years um i think it's what i said previously which is i've learned that everything that happens in your business is your fault whether good or bad so it's important that you make better decisions you learn how to make better decisions you learn how to think about problems you know when to seek help and get some form of like outside help whether from like a professional you talk to people because a lot of entrepreneurs in Nigeria go through so much because of like everything and also because mm-hmm. a lot of key business leaders in Nigeria don't really put their business out there in terms of like sharing their processes. Yeah. How you know, so for me reaching out to people when I need help and also reading a lot, listening to a lot of like podcasts that are like relevant for me or reading books, speaking to like people, drawing into my own experience working with businesses because when I worked before i i work with a lot of businesses so i joined into that experience and generally just knowing that a bad day is not necessarily a bad week yeah. and just like moving on like when things don't go my way sometimes i just go to sleep like 
if I can't really undo things. So yeah, those those are the lessons. It's a lot of lessons. There's no one or two. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of lessons that you kick on the way. Okay, that's very enough. So um, how would you advise um somebody who's trying to do something that was not or is not as mainstream as it was like the way natural girl weeks right when it first started and you know not everybody nobody's was thinking about buying texturized wigs as at that point mm-hmm. so like um how would you advise somebody who is trying to start their own business and they are faced with the same challenge like oh my god i don't know how people are going to receive this or i'm just really scared about what the reception would be like yeah i would i would advise people who are going into niche businesses so first of all, like if I realized I needed the thing, I realized that other people needed it, then just start because again, I feel like if you find ten people online that need your services or your product, there's going to be like other hundred people that you've not discovered, right? Yeah. And again, just because it's a niche business does not mean that you can still not reach a lot of people. So for example, we did like a data thing like some months back and we realized that over 70 percent of our customers do not actually have natural hair they're just people who want to you know yeah. play around or like wear a beauty that's sort of like natural texture so even if though we are a niche business it doesn't mean we're only serving a certain group of people yeah. so you can be a niche business and still sort of like reach people in terms of like how you offer your product and how people use your product so i would say maybe start from you know trying to target communities that are similar to what you want your interest ask people questions you don't have to even build the communities right now on the internet there are several communities so you can lean on communities that other people have built and then maybe ask questions do a survey like just talk to them and see what they are feeling and overall i would say just start at the end of the day we sit down with a lot of ideas because we are thinking and a lot of permutations of you don't know what is what or what just that when you start like we don't want months to three months you know if this is a business what we're really doing which is why i advise people to always start small just because you want to do something and think it's going to do well doesn't mean you should pump a lot of money inside yeah. starting small leveraging on the things that you have cutting down expenses is still a good way for you to have your mvp as you said and then as it grows you can then you know put money to it um, thank you so much for coming on this episode of the podcast for me. Um, thank you for sharing what's your advice with our business community. Um, remember, guys, you can always listen to other episodes of this podcast, People and Penny, on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.